This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 771, an excerpt from the book titled Perfectly Hidden Depression by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new week of ORD. I am your host, Greg Audino. Hoping you all had a swell weekend. We're going to open up this week with a really powerful book excerpt from one of our newest authors, Dr. Margaret Rutherford. She's got a great new book out called Perfectly Hidden Depression that is a great tool for looking at parts of the relationships with ourselves that we may be overlooking. But I'm going to talk more about that after the excerpt. So for now, let's dive right in and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book titled Perfectly Hidden Depression by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of DrMargaretRutherford.com. One day, as Brittany, a tall, attractive young woman, came into my office, I wondered, as I always do in a first session, what problem or issue would come forth. I saw you on Periscope talking about perfectly hidden depression, Brittany said. I've never been to therapy, but I know that you're describing me, and I've got to get help because things are getting worse. She stopped abruptly seeming to immediately regret telling me even that much about herself. Smiling brightly, she sat a little sheepishly on the sofa, one of her legs nervously pumping up and down. She didn't know what to do, and she waited for me to respond. Well, if you identify with PhD, you're not used to openly talking about yourself, so I bet being here is hard. She nodded, looking down at her feet. I reassured her, we can take all this very slowly. I'm here to listen, but you're in charge of just how fast or slow this goes. So, is there something that's happened recently that's made you more worried about yourself? Brittany didn't tell me everything about her life in that session. In fact, it was months before I knew her whole story. Occasionally, she'd blurt out a hurtful secret that she'd been keeping, all the while very closely watching to see my reaction, as she gradually took more and more risks in sharing her real life. Still. Her ability to openly express the emotions connected to those secrets was very limited. I'd see only an occasional tear, quickly covered by a blank look or a change of subject. And that's perfectly hidden depression. Shame, trauma, hurt, anger, so many of these experiences and feelings have been kept under wraps that opening up can be a slow process. Brittany wasn't the first person I'd seen with this kind of emotional disconnect between the pain of what she was saying and the feelings she would allow herself to express. Others before her had shown this same kind of denial or detachment. 
Maybe Elizabeth couldn't quite remember any details, but she knew she'd awakened one late night and realized she'd been assaulted. I've never thought the story was all that important. It was a long time ago, she told me, smiling hesitantly. Linda hadn't cried in years, even after her mother's sudden death. Crying makes me uncomfortable, she said. I think it's a sign of weakness. Jackson talked about strange, secret impulses to drive off the road, then followed his confession with, I have a good wife and family. I'm just a little stressed. Like the others, Brittany didn't look depressed in the classic sense. She was extremely rational and highly organized, her planner stuffed with sticky notes and extensive to-do lists. She stayed busy with dinners and girlfriends and a steady boyfriend. She was professionally successful, although highly anxious about making the right decisions for her future. She didn't look sad. In fact, she was often quite jolly and funny. What Brittany allowed others to see looked pretty perfect. If you experience perfectly hidden depression, you don't recognize what's going on as depression. Depressed people are sad. Depressed people have no energy. Other people notice that they're listless or agitated, or that they sleep all the time. The very idea of you being depressed may seem ludicrous, at least before you started reading about PhD. If you're completely honest, you can confess nervousness about what others would think if you admitted feeling down or hopeless. You fear the stigma against mental illness. You've said to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm not depressed. Crazy busy, maybe, but not depressed. You've handled pressure after pressure, loss after loss, and you've carried on. You've worked hard, parented hard, volunteered hard. You're always upbeat. Most important, admitting depression would be admitting a flaw. And if you're perfectionistic, flaws are to be hidden. You're like Brittany, and Elizabeth, and Linda, and Jackson. Because yours is not the classic presentation of depression. No one suspects anything is wrong. Yet you're the person who might kill yourself, and no one would know why. Brittany told me months after our initial session that she'd been planning to take her own life before she walked in my door. She knew she couldn't live like she was living anymore, hiding so much pain and hurt, feeling hopeless and trapped underneath all that smiling. It's depression, all right. Perfectly hidden depression. The 10 Characteristics of Perfectly Hidden Depression PhD isn't a diagnosis you'd receive from a doctor or therapist. It's not a mental disorder. It's a syndrome or a set of characteristics that, when they appear together, suggest a specific disorder or problem. You may have been aware on some level that something was going wrong. You might have searched online about depression, looking for answers, but you didn't find yourself in the criteria. You may have begun to question if the knot in the pit of your stomach was even real. Psychologically, it's interesting to see how these characteristics, these behaviors and the beliefs underneath them, can serve a purpose. With perfectly hidden depression, that purpose is to shield, to protect, to survive. If you experience PhD, you likely are highly perfectionistic and have a constant critical and shaming inner voice, demonstrate a heightened or excessive sense of responsibility, detach from painful emotions by staying in your head and actively shutting them off, worry and need to control yourself and your environment, intensely focus on tasks using accomplishment to feel valuable, focus on the well-being of others but don't allow them into your inner world, discount personal hurt or sorrow and struggle with self-compassion, 
may have an accompanying mental health issue, such as an eating disorder, anxiety disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, or addiction. Believe strongly in counting your blessings as the foundation of well-being. May enjoy success within a professional structure, but struggle with emotional intimacy in relationships. Does this sound like you? If you recognize most or all of these characteristics in yourself, you probably feel relieved to have a name for what's been your secret truth. That pit in your stomach is real. You're not just crazy busy. But that relief may be followed immediately by additional stress as you consider the idea that your PhD could end up on your never-ending list of things to fix. Please stop right there. Because while you'll gain the skills to deal with PhD, you'll also need to address your tendency to want to do this perfectly. Exercise. Which of the 10 characteristics of PhD will be the hardest to change? In order to begin to let go of something, you have to understand its worth to you. Does giving it up or changing it involve too much loss? Or is it balanced by the gain made? In this exercise, refer back to the 10 characteristics of PhD I just listed. Then rate them from 1 to 10, with 10 being the hardest to consider changing or the one you've relied on the most. Then list them in order. If you feel ready, you can write about how they've protected you as well and what you fear might happen if you alter them in any substantial way. You can also consider which characteristics you've taken over the top and which you've kept in moderation. You just listened to an excerpt from the book titled Perfectly Hidden Depression by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Absolutely terrific excerpt from Dr. Rutherford today. What she describes as PhD is a very nuanced type of depression that is indeed easy to miss, especially the longer we suppress certain feelings or events, and thus the more like normal they and their repercussions start to feel. She's a great resource for those suffering from PhD and more, and her new book, entitled Perfectly Hidden Depression, serves as a guide to help people understand the truth behind their perfectionism, their destructive beliefs, and a lot more. It offers tangible tips for quieting a critical inner voice and many strategies for coping with difficult feelings, both in the long and short term. And most importantly, the book helps those suffering to understand that their PhD is not a weakness, but a strength. So check out that book by reading more about it on her website or by ordering a copy for yourself from Amazon, B&N, or IndieBound. And that was a great way to kick off the week, folks. It's got me revved up for what else is to come over the next few days. I hope you're looking forward to it as much as I am. I will be back first thing tomorrow with a great post on breakup recovery, and I hope to see you there, where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>